This episode is powered by Poddex. of Talking Pop. It's the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise coach. Joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Hey, guys. Once again, it's time. The biggest thing I would say uh, this past weekend, well, there's a couple things. Well, a third if you watch WandaVision, but we'll get to that. Try to keep spoilers to me. I'm like caught up with everybody else. Finally, I finally decided to watch it, but what they want to bring out was the biggest thing if you follow Star Wars, especially the series The Mandalorian, which apparently is still the biggest draw right now on Disney Plus. For even though one of has been out for weeks now, people are still tuning into The Mandalorian. The biggest thing is is Gina Carano is no longer part of the cast of The Mandalorian. She's been let go by Lucas Films. It was made on Friday, and she was dismissed. And I went on Google itself. I actually pulled up a couple, a few things I just pulled up from about it. Let's see if I can pull it up here. One from Yahoo here. But. Apparently, there's been like. Uh, I think it's because apparently it was. Um, it's been a lot of things about. It's because she made those comments on Twitter and stuff. About you know politics, about the pandemic, and it got to the point where. Oh, you should you should pull up the statement she actually said, so we don't take it out of. So we don't take it out of context because they're pretty. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pull it out right now. She and and this is just the history of what she was saying on her Twitter, um, which I have two things on that, but yeah, so. Uh, Let me pull it from. Like, if you guys aren't familiar with her character, she plays on there. She's the the rebel officer who later turns into the sheriff of a town. Um, but she was more prominent in the first season and and used sporadically in the second season to kind of move the story along. Uh, but you would call her a supporting character on Star Wars, and uh, Gina Carano has since uh, 
if you don't know her background, she was mainly an MMA fighter for the past, I want to say within the, the earlier part of the last decade, uh, before her retirement from the UFC, and she was actually a very prominent fighter, very good in her class, and her weight class, and she decided to go into acting, um, I'm assuming her management kind of pushed her towards there, uh, she started off being, I think she didn't come on the Expendables, but she, she played small parts here and there, and then she got that one feature mm-hmm. role in Haywire. Uh, as the as the leading star, and I think that for the time being, uh, I think because it was like the earlier part of the decade, a lot of UFC stars were making their little, I guess you can call them cameos in action movies and stuff. And so I think that uh, as more action movies came out, that called that had some sort of potential star draw for these fighters to kind of transcend into the Hollywood scheme of things. And um, Gina Carano wasn't wasn't a uh, wasn't a surprise to that notion, and even after her feature role in Haywire, she still continued to do some acting parts, and then... Remember she was in Deadpool? Yeah, and she was in Deadpool as well. Uh, but that's not her movie. Like, to go from a supporting actress and then getting that shot... And I saw Haywire, it's not that great, but it's... As far as action movie goes, it's... She does that very well, um, but... If you were pretty aware of her acting in, in The Mandalorian, like, it, it's pretty spotty. Uh, but that's, I don't blame, and I know I've said this in the past before, a lot of the times, a, a lot of people tend to critique actors and actresses, but they forget, sometimes they forget that, like, they're only playing a part in what it is in bringing the writing to life. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on the director's vision as well, and... And considering that she got dropped, uh, John Favreau actually really enjoyed working with her. Uh, he spoke about how he didn't necessarily agree with some of the because he doesn't. He's a big proponent against or a big opponent of cancel culture. But um, yeah, if you did, you bring up the tweets if you want to go ahead. I, I brought the quotes. This is from GameSpot. This is what the climate that she did. Um, and pretty much, um, so on the post she deleted them, but she found one that supposedly. Since her variety reports that the stars are controversial streaming by sharing an Instagram post suggesting that hating someone for their political views, it's akin to this is a quote from GameSpot, which was written by articles written by Steve Watts. It's published actually not that long ago, but February tenth, but this is like a sharing what she did in her Instagram post. Pretty much she put that akin to Germans hanging Jewish citizens nineteen thirties Germany. The post has originally appeared on our account, but Carnot's sharing of it sparked controversy. She said Jews were being in the streets. Not by Nazi soldiers, but by as their neighbors, even children, the post read. Because history is edited, most people today didn't realize to get to the point where Nazi soldiers can easily line up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them. So for being Jews, how is it any different paying someone for their political views? Whew. And then another recent post seemed to make light of masking in light of the coronavirus allegations. Both of those were removed. Others that share controversy and conspiracy views have remained, including the one that simply says Jeff, Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself. And it says here, the latest round of controversy has renewed calls for dropping from the military, inspiring our fire, Gina Carano hashtag. So, Carano has inspired backers before having altered her Twitter bio in a way that she has been seen making light of using a person's gender affirming pronouns. She may have removed that from her Twitter bio, saying that her Mandalorian close up, Pedro Pascal, helped her understand the purpose of them. Okay. So basically, she compares that, and then of course about the whole mask thing as well. Let me see if I that. And then this article was written the fifteenth. Um, was written yesterday actually by Mason Downey from GameSpot.com, and pretty much saying the headline reads that 
Gina Carano was fired for being a bad employee, not her politics. Who had said that? This is what his opinion is. It says Gina Carano was fired for being a bad employee, not her politics. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she, if she was such a bad employee, why would they still include her in both seasons of the show so far? I mean, if not, if she wasn't a bad employee the first round, around even after that, why would you use her for the second season? And then the way they even create her story arc and her character development, because I think she's the re- still because remember the original plan was for her to do a spinoff, which I think they were trying to write her character to a point they were going to lead a spinoff. Exactly, of but course, of course they went they went quiet after that. Yeah, well. but do you, okay, so there you go. Why it's like any workplace though. Why if 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 you have an employee who continuously shows that they're they're making the job harder for other people or they're a quote-unquote a bad employee, why would you keep them around? Like, why would you keep scheduling them or why would you keep them on the on staff? And if they're trying to ra- create a whole show around that specific character, which I don't know why, I don't... And, and being a Star Wars fan and all, um, I see where they're trying to take everything, but I don't understand necessarily why her character is going to be such a big draw. I think... And then here we go. If if they mean bad employee as in bad actress, I can agree. I don't I don't think she's that no, great. Uh, um, but her character in itself isn't that like it's pretty bland. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I don't blame I don't blame her for that. I blame whatever they're giving her, mm-hmm. and kind of feed off of that. Because yes, the character the actor is getting paid to portray a certain character in a certain way that they, they seem fit. And then when they cast, because they they cast these things months in advance. You would it think. Depends, yeah, because they have auditions and stuff. Yeah. And it depends how many screen tests had done it. Apparently, she passed the screen she test. She was decent for it. But, with, uh, this, is one, this is one viewpoint, but I'm going to pull up, before we get to this person's uh, opinion, uh, let me pull up the one I got from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they're the ones who, uh, yeah, they had, like, broke out the... The, the reporting on Lucasfilm doing that, but yeah. Yeah, Jerry Carano's off my lawyer made backlash on Instagram post. This what the way this article is written by Daniel Victor, and it says this here: the actress Jerry Carano, who starred as Cara Dune in the Star Wars spinoff series The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, on Wednesday compared hating someone for their views to their persecution of Jews during the Holocaust in Instagram post. But her latest social media post to create a fan backlash. Lucasfilm, the company within Disney that owns the show and the rest of Star Wars directors, condemned her comments and said a statement that she was not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are plans for her to be in the future. It says there are less social media posts denigrating um, people based on their cultural and religious identities are apparent and not acceptable, Lucasfilm said in the statement. Also, cool, she was also dropped by her agency, UTA, according to the Hollywood Reporter. And it says here the Instagram post which 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 we share an image from a different account. It's no longer visible on her page, so she took down that that, that post. Um, about what? What the statement she said about the people being pressured for reviews compared to like the oh the yeah. <laughs> wow. And yeah, it says here Instagram post which we share an image from a different account. It's no longer visible on her page. There's so thousands of complaints on social media where many people use the hashtag #FireGianCarano. That's for the first time. Some conservatives who view her post as a matter of free speech. Connor would cancel Disney Plus. So, like I said, it's, it's divided. I mean, on both sides. Yeah. And it says here, there's another thing she got in hot water, too. It's like in September, Miss Carano added a beep. Oh, is there pronouns? Her Twitter bio yeah. with so many as a mockery of people who list her pronouns. She denied accusations that she was responding to people who asked her to list her pronouns, exposing the bullying mentality of the mob that has taken over the voices of many genuine causes. 
which is there it is. She said she had talked with her Mandalorian co-star Pedro Pascal, who helped. I'm reading this from the article, guys. Who helped me understand why people were putting them in their bios? Mr. Pascal will later publicly support his sister Lux Pascal as an actress who came out as transgender this week. And it says here, Ms. Carano also mocked the use of masks and the need for vaccines during the coronavirus pandemic and embraced baseless claims of voter fraud after the presidential election. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you couldn't tell by now, she sounds like she's someone who kind of leans right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe not on all the views, be, uh, but definitely when it comes to like calling it an election of fraud, and, and at least from what I'm hearing, uh, and maybe so... More or less just that. The other stuff, I can understand why they're... Because there's people who don't feel they should take the vaccine and others who do. And I can understand that. I can understand the mask thing because it's still much a gray line. I don't care if you, the way you see it. Um, but I understand the need for just at least practicing the precaution about it. I, I fully agree with that. With the, having the precautions. Uh, and it's just put the mask on, whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the people bashing her for having to question stuff. Like it's her, it's her opinion to yeah, question. Yeah, and it. I just pulled up the tweet too. So, oh, what does it say? This is the tweet she said about the vaccine. Once I said, "Sure, I'll take the vaccine. Just mail it to me. My health and safety are too important to show up in person. Just like the mail-in voting, you know, safe, secure, and honest. So just mail it to me, and I'll give myself the shot and send the paperwork back saying I'm vaccinated. You all trust me, right?" So she, yeah, she's trying to be coy with that and, yeah, and the whole that. mailing thing. Which okay, yeah, uh, sure. Well, she's like, I mean, but the, okay. So here's what here's where the the difference is. Why do you have to? Why do you feel? And then this can go for anybody posting shit on on social media. What compels you to? Because look, nobody's putting a gun to her head and saying these things to post on Twitter, all that, whatever. Nobody oh. tells you what to post. It's no, your it's, public it's what, account, right? It's what you, yeah, it's basically what your opinion is, but it's like, to me, it's like, okay, everyone's entitled to opinions, right? You know, free speech and all, but sometimes... Yeah, sure. You keep forgetting for the fact that you, even, you work, like, you gotta understand, if you're working for a company that's a public company, you know, a publicly traded company, media company that caters to family, right? And you're pretty much... You're pretty much employed under their company. You have to be. Sometimes you have to be. You have to sign certain agreements and stuff. To like usually the social media agreements, not to say anything about that company publicly. But she wasn't. But it's like I understand that she said these views, but at the same time, it's like you gotta be careful of the ramifications. Yeah. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Free speech is great, but sometimes you gotta watch what you say. It's like, for example, okay, you say what you want, but. The one thing that it can be limited to a point you can't say fire in a crowd of fear. No, yeah, exactly. You're not you're you're at freedom of speech but not freedom of consequence. Yes. Yeah. Perfectly understandable. Yeah, so that's it's okay, I understand she has her opinion about the vaccines, you know. That that debate's like fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. It's because um it's people that know know what a vaccine is, um and the people who and who, who do know what a don't. vaccine is. Yeah. But basically I'm gonna give you guys what a vaccine is if, because I've been seeing, like, I read about him, about vaccines in general. Basically, what a vaccine is, is a weakened version of the virus that's introduced to your body. It's a way for your body to be able to build an immunity to it. Your white blood cells that attack it. Your memory cells try to remember the next time you ever get infected again. Your body will know how to and take so care of it. so you can build up antibodies. Build up antibodies, build up immunity of it. Mm-hmm. That's what a vaccine is. Yeah, there are some side effects, but that's all what it is. Yeah, some people have arm pain. Um, 
Some people have died from it as well. Some people have died from it because it, some people have allergic reaction to it. But it's a way to test your body. It's a weakened form of device. It's, it's not like the heavy version, but it's a weakened version. That's why they require two doses. Because, like, of the, yeah. because of the variant streams that comes out. But, but the problem is that you have people that are against the vaccines. And people are for it. It's just the whole not reading about it that's kind of like that happens there. And I understand that. But she kind of compares that to like the mail-in voting. And I understand the mail-in voting was thing, but the problem is we're in a pandemic, you know? You can only have a certain amount of people in the building. And saying about the masks, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't find it annoying wearing a mask. I'm used to it now. But I understand, you know, why you have to wear them. Try to curb the numbers. But you get, like I said, same thing. You get people that go out there, they don't like wearing them. But it's like, it's not that comfortable if you take care of your mask. It's common courtesy. It's just to help others. And when you're going to teach your kids, be courtesy to others. Be helpful to others. Because then in the long run, you'll get help too. Because then you'll be on the other end of the stick. And yeah. of course, she mocked that as well. But it's like, everyone has, like I said, everyone has title to their opinion. But like I said, if you work for companies... You have to be your hold to a certain standard when it comes to like how you dignify yourself outside of work. But look at athletes, they get in trouble all the time. These these particular people, because at least in our Western culture and, mm-hmm. and in America, we, we put these we put these two um, serviceable categories and the people who represent these industries on a high regard because of their public notoriety and, mm-hmm. and the amount of attention that the media gives them. Now, considering that Disney and Lucasfilm have been around for centuries now, and for the a, a good part in the public eye, like their business is that, right? And like you mentioned earlier before, these people are representing a company. She isn't in particular not anymore, because that these things are filmed prior. Contracting, sure. Now, I think that is a great area. As far as what you say, yeah, you you signed a, little, a couple of agreements saying that you won't speak bad about the company, but that's where I disagree in a sense that she wasn't speaking bad about the company. No, she was just it's just unfortunate that she decided that it was important for her to speak her opinion on a public platform that's very inflammatory, such as Twitter, where you don't have the smartest apples on there who who read through context. You don't, and I'm not disregarding anything she's saying. I just understand that, like at the end of the day. If you want to respect freedom of speech, she is perfectly, she is perfectly, has her within her right to say the things she need, wanted to say that she felt was in her mindset correct. Unfortunately, I think that's the problem. There's a disconnect because people forget that these platforms are private companies or public at this point because Twitter's are, companies. Yeah. Yes, but it's the the platform is still a service that you can get. You get banned on for a reason. Like you can get banned, all that stuff, because nonetheless, it's a publicly traded company, but the service is a private platform. Mm-hmm. That's why there's alternative means. That's why they have one create competition. And at those times when she posted the shit on Twitter, you like I mentioned before, freedom of speech does not equal freedom of consequence. Like you're not you you're gonna like you mentioned the whole the analogy with the fu- yelling fire in a movie theater, like. It's the same shit, guys. So at the end of the day, you can say a bunch of stuff on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and post stuff on social media. 
but it, it may not be a big deal to you that specific timing of the day but that's gonna come back you in the ass later down the road if you're up for something that's of public notoriety I mean especially with the show like The Mandalorian that's very popular on Disney Plus yeah that's what I'm saying that's why the, the funny thing is that's still one of the top streaming shows on well, Disney Plus because they don't have anything else dog. let's be honest here we can talk <laughs> shit about Disney Plus I could talk shit about Disney Plus all day but like it's that and WandaVision like they're 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 no, going I'm... they're going month to month like they don't have anything like Mandalorian be gone and then now they won't even know if Petro Pasquale wants to come back there's just a lot of shit going on but when it comes to Lucasfilm like I just I think this is just a long it's 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 the second third domino of drop of what they were already going through since the the since the Force Awakens, right? Yeah. So Star Wars for being such a cultural uh media uh corporation, I guess you could say at this point. Well, like a franchise, I would say just Yeah, like, like for it to be popular to leading up to this point, it's also not free to it's not free from scrutiny. And sometimes you, like, look at George Lucas and think, man, like, hey, maybe you didn't necessarily... You didn't fucking... I'm I'm not so... I'm very, like, compared to all the backlash he's taken from the prequels and all that stuff, looking at this shit, he's probably just like, wow, what's going on? Like, he he sold his baby away, and, and, and Disney continues to kind of, like... They're going to protect their asses at all, all costs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised Kathleen Kennedy made the call like, yeah, we're going to yeah, let her go. We can't deal with this because it's it's not that they agree, they necessarily agree what she had to say. It's just that it's just too much shit. It's the same thing with athletes, right? Yeah. When they become too much of a they don't want anybody who's going to be bigger than what they're what they're working for. Mm-hmm. They don't want that in the locker room, so to speak. So when it comes to this shit, she, hey, she's drawing too much negative attention. Look what she's saying on this stuff. We and then you know they they released a press statement saying that we don't agree with all that stuff. You know because they have to save their asses. And look, it's just PR. They gotta save themselves. But like I mentioned before, her character was kind of dry anyways. We're not losing much. Yeah, for the people who do who do resonate with her character or who liked her, yeah, does it suck that she's not gonna get her a show anymore? Yeah, sure. But unfortunately. I'm sure she regrets some of the shit she said. And who knows? She could have been drunk. Whatever. The case may be. She said it. Yeah, so let me... Uh, I don't agree with the cancel culture well, part, was, but... This was, like, pulled up from Yahoo. So it is me, what it is. So this is what... Supposedly, this is pulled from Yahoo Entertainment. Um, articles by uh, Zach Scharf. It was published today. Um, apparently, she'd still be speaking out about it, too, as well. It says here, Gina Carano's continues to speak out about it. Frank from learned his time and statements given to former New York Times... Writer Barry West via Weiss's Substack page. Oh, okay. Um, this is what she said. Um, she said that, that Lucasfilm pushed to release a company written apology over the cessation of fire. Jim Carmona on Twitter last viral last year after a run appeared to mock transgender pronouns by putting beep boop beep in her profile bio. She said Lucasfilm pushed her. Pushed her to release a company written apology statement over the matter, but she refused. And it says earlier on last year, this is what she said, and she quotes, Around last year before the Mandalorian came out, they wanted me to use an exact wording for an apology over pronoun usage. I said, I decline and offer a statement in my own words. And I made clear I want nothing to do with the mocking of the transgender community and was just drawing attention to the abuse of the mob and forcing people to put pronouns in her bio. Yeah. 
It says here, Corey Carolina Lucasfilm's reaction to her not using the policy statement was excluding her from all press and promotion for the Mandalorian season two. So they pretty much didn't like was they were promoting the show for season two. They didn't mention her name or anything there. I guess. And this is what she says. This was heartbreaking, but I didn't want to take away from the hard work of everyone who worked on the project. So I said, okay. But this was the last time I was contacted about any type of public statement or apology for Lucasfilm. I found out through social media, like everyone else, that I have been fired. Yeah, that's true. Because um, Pedro Pasquale had posted uh, a picture of the ki- of the kids in the concentration camps, and compared to the kids in cages here in this, the border. And then they did a re- if you were do a reverse Google image search, it's actually not even a, the kids in cages pictures. It's literally just a I think it was like a couple of kids in, in uh, at a daycare center, just like <laughs> hanging out in India or whatever. Uh, yeah, and so like, but that was a quick. But that's the thing is that he didn't get anything any sort of backlash but then Gina Carano does it because of her political leanings and and that's I mean and that's what I'm saying like that's that's a problem as well is that everything's becoming so inflammatory and and polarized on each side of the thing that and that just feeds into the cancer culture beast of of these people who are not necessarily obviously not they're just it's it's so easy to go after people in the public eye right because they're, they're they're inter- they're part of entertainment industry, and these are people who do seek to kind of you know they you have to have some sort of little little uh, personality quirk to want to be in the entertainment industry, right? You have your passions for what it's worth, but like these people amass big followings on Twitter, right? So that means their shit gets pushed faster. And with this one, it doesn't excuse what she had said. And the things she was saying were just completely ridiculous, anyways. So it's just like that's that's the thing is that not only was not only was she, albeit her political beliefs aside, the things she was saying was just like it was just idiotic to com- to, to compare shit to the Holocaust and to what you got wearing a mask or not is ridiculously stupid and ignorant to compare that to. What, what the Jewish community went through in, in during that, those times. And the fact that, like, that's, like, the reach for anything, anything that's going bad in your life or, or your rights, in air quotes, your rights that are fucking, you feel that are being trounced upon, you compare it to the Holocaust is, is disgusting. And just that's yeah. just completely wrong. And that's why it's just, like, every time, and she's not the only person I, I've I've worked with people. I've met people in my life who do that shit. It may not just be the Holocaust, but they compare it to certain situations, compared to what these other people are thinking and all that stuff. And it's just like, no, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I, do we like wearing the mask? Most likely not. But fuck. If we're doing it just to, like, it's not the worst thing. No, it's not. Whatever. And if and however you see it is how you see it. And if you don't want to wear a mask, go ahead. And if, but if you get sick, it's going to be very hard for anybody to feel sympathetic towards you. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get COVID. I'm not saying you should. But at the end of the day, like, we if we get sick, you get sick. I, I just don't like the woe is me shit. Especially when, when you have to hear from fucking celebrity actors who, like, don't... Man, it's like that Imagine video all over again. But, like, it, it's it's it's... I'm whatever at this this point with her character like I didn't see it going anywhere I don't know why Disney were trying to reach to want to do a property like that a separate one I don't even think anyone would watch it <laughs> okay and then just, of course um, after she got let go she, I guess she's um, she released a statement on February 12th um, 
Because apparently she's working, uh, she's developing and producing her own film with a conservative website at Daily Wire. The same as she put on Cried Out, my prayer was answered. I'm sending out direct message of hope to everyone in fear, living in fear of her cancellation. Sure. By the totalitarian mob, I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. Helps and inspires others to do the same. They cannot cancel us if we don't let them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good for you. <laughs> like, I'm not... Look, that's... And that's... That's... That's how you do it, right? It's like any job. If you don't agree what they're doing... And all jobs mainly suck. But if, if that's what you agree with... Like, if they... If you don't... If you don't like the way they're treating you and stuff... And yes, it's not the... Sometimes not the best solution to leave the job. But if you feel like you're being mistreated or whatever... Then leave. But, like I mentioned before... Like, she, it's not like she was still constantly recording episodes just because they released these episodes one week at a time doesn't mean they were filming it every week like a soap opera like no, no. no these things were made a year before it even was released and she was just under contract still with them but that's not happening more so like that's why I, I think that's just that people also forget how these production shit works or they don't look into it as much mm-hmm. but they'll they'll rapid firely go onto Twitter and, and, and that's what it is I, I half the time it's it's people who don't really understand how any of that works and they go and speak shit about it, and and unfortunately, like these the people who you try to bring some context with, they just don't want to hear it. And that's and so I can understand where she's seeing the mob come after her. And hey, if she feels like her voice is stronger than ever, fuck it, go ahead. That's what Kevin Sorbo did after he's done. He's doing all those conservative Christian movies for the God's Not Dead stuff that they release on Netflix, and then I think like Christian movies got their own streaming platform. And he says some stupid shit too. He was very against, he's very anti-vax and very, uh, uh, anti-vax and not saying just the COVID shit, but like main, all that stuff. And, and, uh, that's why he can't get casted in Hollywood, but he'll get casted on Lifetime movies and, and Christian <laughs> stuff. Hey, and I'll power him to him. Hollywood's the biggest player, but it doesn't mean you have to play their, their game. You can go anywhere else. That's what competition's for. Just that. If, look, she found an outlet that wants to cast her and stuff, and and good for her for finding work still. Yeah, I, I like her so as a UFC fighter, but not necessarily as an actor. I, I, so. I guess they were like, you know how they because do, it, it you know how they do figures and stuff with the characters. They were doing like a figure line for that. She's gone, course, right? Yeah, her character got strapped like Hasbro. <laughs> oh, they canceled all the pre-orders and stuff because of what happened and stuff. Because of course, you know, they're not Hasbro has a contract to do these Star Wars shows. Of course, they're not going to like impede their license to Disney. So with this film, so. They had a choice. They had to pull the toys out. But it's, um, yeah. It's very, it's just like, I, I think that's what it is too, is that that's that's the, the downside of cancel culture is that these people just want to end your whole, your whole career. Like, it's just, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no room for how, Like, you know, Ted Cruz was again, like, Ted Cruz was one of those express IR over firing. Yeah. And of course, you'll see President Dana White also waiting on the controversy running around his former fire training support for her. But look at this. ESPN's UFC reporter Ariel Halawani, who is Jewish descent, expressed his disappointment. This is what he says. Yeah. As a Jewish person, as a human being, it just doesn't sit well. Yeah. And I wish he would just had never had posted that. And quite frankly, and quite frankly, I wish someone would have had talked to her about her social media posts over the past year. Some that have not even political. Just in general, they felt off to me. I'm I am sorry she had gone down this path. And Dana was like, Dana, this is what Dana White says. Leave her alone. We all make mistakes. We make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And for everyone to go down her, I love how Ariel Hawali made it all about him. Such a douche. Yeah, I saw that uh, little video clip yesterday. 
I mean, okay, <laughs> the one time I will, I can understand what Dana White's coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody should have said something to her too, but if, like we mentioned before, why? She's not a fucking little girl that's posting on Twitter. She's an adult. Yep. So, so, like she never so immediately, oh, I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm, I certainly wish that her friends would talk. Dude, why? Your friends don't need to watch your back 24-7. It's your shit. I don't go around telling you what to post because at the end of the day, it's you're not my one, fucking post. Yeah, it's you're not posting. You decide, oh, that's why you had that option to think about before yeah. you post it. You have it's you option. pressing the button. It's you pushing the button, yeah. Because number one, you're the one that's typing it out. Instead of keeping it in your head. No, you're like, oh no, I'm gonna say it. But it's like the same time as you're the one that's posting it. No one is posting it for you. Yeah. You're the one making that choice. You are. You're the one who made the profile. You're the one who did all that. Like that's why it's like you can only. There's only an extent. And like that I, it goes back to the point I was saying. You're a public figure. Yeah. That's the difference between you being a regular Joe. You're you're a regular Joe or Jill. It's like you're you're a public figure. You're a celebrity. You're constantly being watched 24-7 for any little action Yeah, you, you got more eyes on you. You got more eyes on you than anybody else. And as I said, you're hold to a higher standard. So, yeah. And like Daniel I said, like, come on, dude. Not going after the reporter now? I mean, yeah, come on. Oh, well, it's because he, he works way- He works for them. He works for UFC. But he's also for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's their UFC guy. Yeah. Yeah. It- yeah, he kind of made it a little bit about himself, but at the same time, if he was, he was, he came at it as a, as like, yeah, I wish somebody would have talked to her about it. Mm-hmm. But he was just saying that he is of Jewish descent. There's nothing wrong with that. He's just providing no, context of why he feels the way he, he is Jewish. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why he's just providing context of why it doesn't sit right with them as well. And I, yeah, it doesn't sit and right. As a human being, it just too, doesn't. Whatsoever, you don't have to be Jewish, but as a human person. As human being as well. But we're also talking about Dana White, who, like, constantly cheats on his wife and does all this <laughs> stupid shit. He's constantly found in, in Las Vegas, hanging out with uh, escorts, doing all this shit. And, and here we are, like, you're calling your own employee dumb because, yeah, you employed him. Yeah, you, you made good business deals in the past to get to UFC for what it is. And I'll still continue to watch your product. But, yeah, to call him a douche is one thing. But here here's a, a man of Jewish descent who's giving him... Who's giving a little context on onto why maybe it doesn't sit well with a lot of people, and hence why a lot there was a lot of uprise against to what the shit she was saying. But remember, a clear thing he had stated there over a year, a whole year that those shit that she continued to to say on her public platform. Yeah, and and look, these things get unearthed later on, and it starts getting trended because it gets bogged down with the. The millions and millions and millions of, of uh, tweets getting pushed every, like, minute, right? Because like, these websites, like, there's no ending to it. But this shit goes up in the ranks, and, and and this cancel culture is still going on. And, look, I don't agree with it completely. I, I do believe there's some sort of redemption that people should have, mm-hmm. and people do make mistakes. I will agree with Dana with that. People do make mistakes. You're not the only one who's not. But, like you mentioned before... When you are in the limelight or where you work with properties that are very popular and have cult followings, this is the shit that happens. Like, you're not an average Joe, quote-unquote. Like, you're not... Yeah, it's like being in school all the time, right? The jocks, the high school popular crowd are the only... are the ones who are going to be seen... 
But at the same time, in like a certain school, class, they had to sign something where you had to conduct yourself like code of conduct. Yeah, but that's that, but that doesn't go against that because she wasn't she's under contract by them, but she wasn't working with them anyways. It's just that like they still had a contract to do all their shit, but Disney can break that easily because they're the ones who made the contract. And that's up to her management team. Look, she found work regardless. So I don't. Hey, she, that's what I'm saying. Like it may not feed to the to the left leaning crowd. And Disney, what Hollywood does is play to that, right? Mm-hmm. Hollywood's mainly left. That's it, it's the democratic left of it, and they're very high esteemed. So like they're seen as these elites. And look. I'm sure she felt very strongly getting the opportunity to play in, in, in Star Wars. Like, that's her big break. And, and albeit being a supporting character, like, hey, fuck, it's not every day you get to be in a Star Wars thing. Yeah. And, it's, and, that's a, and for a lot of people in that industry, like, that's a big deal to get a call-up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that there's not a lot of her co- – I'm sure her co-stars are getting interviewed up the ass talking about it. But, like, at the same time, it's like there were, I was reading shit that Pedro Pascal did, it didn't sit right with them either. He might pull out, but I highly doubt it. He was already having his uh, – he was already having his discrepancies with Disney just all the way he had to portray the character. And um, and considering that he was hidden all the time, I think that's why he they, they also helped him kind of do the revealing at that last episode – because he was complaining how he never really got to show his face. But I like for a fact he got to see more of his face in the second. But that, season. but that's what, right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is that that he was already complaining because he never got to show his face throughout the most of the series, and they and because it's like, well, that's not part of the character, and that's where it's like, yeah, the the actor and the writer director viewpoints on on how to portray this thing can always clash. Mm-hmm. But it's like I can understand Pedro Pascal because throughout this past decade, well into it, his career is taking a high, you know, an uphill trajectory. He's starring in all these new things. He's getting a lot and of good callers. Of so. I understand. And then of course he got pecked as um, he's going to be playing in the, the Last of Us series for. Him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, his his gonna, that's good. That's cool. He's doing that. His star power is going up and up, and of course you're going to want to see like his face. Because that's what people see Hollywood as. Oh, I remember, that's the guy from this, that's the guy from that. And it's kind of hard to do that when he's hitting behind a, a, a helmet. helmet yeah. and, you, and you don't, and you only recognize his voice. But, like, that's what happens. And it's perfectly fine. People remember Tom Cruise, people remember Brad Pitt, people remember that. And it's like, it's going to be very hard to remember this guy when he's behind a helmet. Like, yeah, one sure. of his biggest breaks was being in a helmet. Mm-hmm. So it's... I get that, but like they, but I also agree. Like, what? Why doesn't he get any sort of for the shit he had said, or for all that? And it's like, and there's, and some people might call sexism. Some people might call it this or that. But at the end of the day, he wasn't making those type of tweets. No. It was Carano, so no, she got that shit out of the stick. He was just comparing them. It was just comparisons, not like it was just more of a comparison type thing versus you know what she posted. Oh, well, I mean, she was comparing it. She was comparing the way no, they're... No, but the way that Pedro Pascal put his things about the... Yeah, I mean, even though the, the image was wrong, yeah, it was... I mean, and he took to offense to it because his, uh, his sibling's transgender and, you know, it, it obviously didn't sit right with him either because he was getting offended because she was playing, you know, these type of things that could be seen as sarcastic tone. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately... And this is where we get back to posting shit. You can't do shit like that on the internet because everyone takes it. There's no context behind it, and it's so everything comes off literal. You can't. There's you can't find any sort of tone when it comes to shit that's getting posted online. Yeah. But that's where we sit. Where 
you made a decision to post something and you had to deal with it and that's just how it is you're not you're not freedom you're not free from critique you're nope. not free from backlash like it's I said we all have to be careful what we post with number one think about like the one thing I could suggest you guys is just think about what you say yeah that's all it is yeah, yeah it's nice to joke around it and like I said everyone has like I was saying before everyone has free speech but to a certain extent you gotta think about that to a certain extent especially if you're working for a company or any employment you have like any company now I wouldn't be surprised you have to sign a social media agreement oh you do you do have to now oh, do. so basically it's like because number one even though you're technically not working you're technically representing the company whatsoever that's what you guys gotta think about you're representing whoever your employer is yeah doesn't mean you're not in the office you're not the store you're not you know at the warehouse, but you're still representing the company because you're part of the company. So you're also hold to a standard as well. That's one thing too. That's why you sign these social media agreements not to post anything about the company at all. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. She necessarily wasn't. So I mean, she's I, I get technically that, but, contractually, but remember, but she's still contract. She's under she's contract. Still on, she's still on contract. Yeah, it's the same thing if you compare when. Uh, if you guys don't forget. Jason Biggs, when he was the voice of Leonardo and then Nickelodeon and the Turtles, people were cool about it. But the things he said on Twitter got him kicked out of season two of Ninja Turtles. They, they kicked him out midway through the production of Ninja Turtles. Like, why? They had to bring someone to fill in his voice until they got Seth Green. The table with Seth Green was actually a good choice. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you were Ninja Turtles, man. One of the biggest, still well-known franchises... In a company like Viacom CBS, who own Nickelodeon as well, an international company, and they put you as what uh, as Leonardo, the leader of the of the Turtles, man, as you know, being the face almost. But seeing those controversial tweets, I think I forgot what it was. I think it was about what event was that he made jokes about. I just can't remember what it was. But he said something controversial on Twitter, and he got let go. And Nickelodeon said he's no longer with us. He does not represent our views. He's no longer with the company. He's picked a car for the production, and he brought Seth Green. Same thing with um, Gilbert Gottfried, when he used to do the voice of the Aflac duck. Yeah. I think when it was after the tsunami, he started making these controversial things about the tsunami in the head of Japan. Mm. He started saying shit, he got let go as well, because he started posting stuff on Twitter. Fucking that's why. And that's what they. Twitter's so ridiculous, too. I don't know why people like it, but. I get it, I get it. I mean, but it's like a compare that. That social arena isn't any different than what you can possibly face consequences being in a public space. It's just people feel high and mighty when they can hide behind a screen, but then they forget that it doesn't hold you without having consequences in your real world service that you provide, right? It doesn't. It's not like you can go around spewing shit like that while you're in your workspace or office, school, whatever. You can't be saying shit like that. Like people are, you're gonna get hit in the face. You're gonna get hit in the face. Because it's happening. Yeah, everything's taken out of context. People don't know where you're coming from. You got a difference of opinion, and I just think, is it? I don't. It's bad that a lot of people don't want to read between contexts. That's where I like. I I, I fucking don't like that. People are getting so... It's a tense time. We've been... It's just... It's been leading to this like that. And people are still on edge. It's been a year. And it sucks. It really sucks right now. So, like, I get that. Um, And it's it's easy for a lot of people to do, too. Like, take down these these Hollywood actors for this, for this particular example. Because... 
they live a very privileged life compared to a lot of others and and it, that's also i think what contributes to this as well is that she was saying a lot of shit and and not a lot of people necessarily agree with what she was saying and, and, and the way she was doing her comparisons were just it was just ridiculous so that's uh, I, I have a friend who had mentioned it in our in our personal group chat how like because our friend said like yeah it's kind of fucked up that they're taking her out he's like well yeah but she was saying dumb shit man she like she was saying dumb shit and good riddance for her like that they got her out like you're not it's her it was her fault that she went out and said her stuff on her platform knowing that so it's and it, it could have been in it could have been taken completely differently, but the fact is, she said it on Twitter. Twitter was already a crazy fucking arena of people taking shit out of context. But it doesn't disregard the fact that she said it. Mm-hmm. And the results is, like, Lucasfilm, within their rights, decided to take her out of the project. And like I mentioned before, your opinion, I her character was bland to me anyways. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Like, I, she's not, she's the supporting character. It's like as if Bill Burr started saying some shit. And then people really liked his character towards the end of that second season. However, I don't think they're going to build a show around him. <laughs> I don't, like, and even if it didn't matter, he's not even in that show. He's got other things going on. So, at least when it came to Gina Carano, I haven't seen her in anything else. She hasn't gone back to fighting. I don't think she's done, been done with that. Look at that. She found another gig. All power to her. Um... I suggest that she just makes better decisions in the future as far as what she wants to say on social media. Um, as someone who doesn't love social media and uh, would rather be a lurker, because I feel like at this point you're better off being a lurker than just posting your things. It's just sometimes you don't have to say every idea that comes in your head. Because <laughs> nine times out of ten you didn't think it through enough. So just like kind of, you know, that's that's it's a classic case of just choose your shit wisely that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But man, like those comparisons were just fucking. Yeah, it, they're just it dumb. So they were they're dumb, just yeah. really dumb. They're it's so just, dumb. It's just really dumb. But hey, she can believe what she wants, and 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 look, she's. I, yeah, I. It sucks to suck. That's what I gotta say. Sucks to suck. Okay, and then a lighter note. Um, before we get to our next story, um, I do want to get her ad read taken care of real quick so let me go ahead and get back to our ad read here just to let you guys know I'm assuming this is my thing works but hold up here I'd like to remind you that this episode of Talk and Pop is powered by Poddex Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand so whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and get more engagement go to check out poddex.com make sure to use that promo code Talk pop. That's T A L K P O P for ten percent off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the promo code Talk Pop. That's T A L K P O P for ten percent off your order. Now let's get back on to it. So another positive, another news thing that I feel. Just to give us a little more positive light was, um, if you guys didn't know, Friday, Chappelle shows back on Netflix. Um, Deja Paul posted a thing on Instagram late Wednesday. He announced that his flagship show will rejoin the streaming service. It was joined last Friday. This is what he put. I ask you to stop watching the show and thank God Almighty for you, you did. You made the show worthless because without your eyes, it's nothing, Chappelle told the audience. And when you stop watching it, they called me. I got my name back, I got my license back, and I got my show back, and they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. 
So basically, yeah, because remember, he did not. If you guys don't remember when <clears throat> when Netflix got the rights to it, it was on HBO Max. When they got the rights to it, problem is the contract that Dave Chappelle signed. He didn't realize that he w- he doesn't own anything, any rights. To well, he shit. didn't realize it. He yeah. did realize it was he a shitty contract. It was a shitty contract at the time. Even though it was one of the highest paid contracts for a cable show, at that time it was the highest paid cable contract. But of course, remember he was burned out, and yeah, that he did not get any royalties or anything on the show because of the contract he signed with Comedy Central and Viacom CBS. And that's why you know. And then, like, and this is what he put. It says here, it said, Open the video shows some performing stance since he caught COVID last year. He can't blame and eagerness to perform catching the virus. He said, I did, it be- I did it because in the beginning of the pandemic, I talked to a guy that lived in the line of the business, and I said, when can we go back to work? He probably, he said, probably sometime in 2022. Spell said, as I said, there's no effing way I can't wait that long. Yeah, because he released a YouTube video of uh, a clip from his stand-up because he has been doing stand-up in, tex- in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. He's been hosting gigs there, and, and he also had rented out a country club near in his, uh, the town he lives in in Ohio to host various comedians to come out and do a couple sets. And he has and him and uh, Joe Rogan had made a deal with Stubbs Barbecue in Austin, Texas to host uh, stand-up sets. And so the video is called Redemption Song. I believe it's yeah, on YouTube it if you want to watch it, and he and he basically goes off and talks about that. Uh, it's it's a quick it's a quick like ten thirteen minute video. It's really if it goes by fast, he talks about it a little bit, and it looks like it's like at the end of a stand up that he just had or towards the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh, but he goes within and talks about like how important it was and how he like he like he helped like he was more grateful <laughs> to Netflix for standing by him. Yeah, he credits them for standing by him and. And then, of course, whoever runs Spike on CBS for reaching out to him and actually... And respecting his wishes. Respecting his wishes and brokering that deal where he got... He's like, I got my name back. That's what he said. Like, I got my name back. But, like you said, it's... You know... That, to me, is like a positive line. Like, it's like, yeah. Being known for that... Like, he's great in stand-up. Being known a legend... I would say he's a legend in stand-up. But doing that show... is like, I understand you got fans of that show... But at the same time, with people that don't understand what goes on behind the scenes of these shows, when it comes to like contracts, so because a lot of times you don't see, they don't talk about the contracts in public. The other thing is like, oh, they signed a deal to this, but they never like disclose, you know, what those terms are because it's between just the two parties in general. And that's why it took him like to say it at the beginning, what when they announced that oh, Chappelle show was available on Netflix, and when he found out about that, this is when he went out during the stand up and he said. That nobody called him. That he, based on his contract, he wasn't getting anything for it. Well, no, because he signed the city contract. And that's why he talked. He reached out to Netflix. But of course, he's got a good relationship with Netflix, but with the comedy specials and stuff, and the collaborations they're doing. So that was, like I said, that was a good thing on Netflix and their part for staying by him and just say, hey, we're not going to carry this until we until you know something's done right. And that's what they did. They took it off of Netflix. And now, finally, as of last Friday, it's now back on. Thanks to finally, because it, it's like that's why it's like with these companies when new regimes come in and they want to move forward. That's what happens. Well, they, they got well. I'm, that and CVS got scared because their money was getting drying up. Because look, 
Nobody's watching it. Netflix's not gonna give them paying. They're not gonna pay the money from their contract that they make to get them to get the licensing rights because nobody's watching it. So Chappelle did the exact thing he should have done is that and that's to tell the people not to watch it. Like what happened? And give or take, that's exactly what happened. And so don't need to shake up these guys is what they hit what it hits them hurts them the most. That's their pockets. And that's the bet and that's a freaking God, it's a classic poker move to do. It was it was perfect. He took it exactly as it should, and then look what happened after mainly, um, about a month. He was able to get it back. And, and no, now, it was like more than a month, dude. Now like... they got Chappelle back. Uh, it's been a couple months because yeah, it was months. on there. for. I was watching it. But, like, time being, it, it's, it shows you that people really do have power. We just don't see it sometimes because, like, it's, it's, it's got to be the numbers. Mm-hmm. The numbers and their money is when it hurts them the most. And they didn't... Like he, it's he says it in there. Like, it's gonna if nobody's watching it, it doesn't become an asset anymore. Especially when Netflix being being a platform to where they want to push the original content and then still rely on a database of other recognizable properties and titles. That's that's their money too, and and at this point they side with the creator instead of the per, instead of the network, and I think that's that's. Unheard, uh, unheard of as far as Netflix being generally a innovative network mm-hmm. for the past two decades, but also as it speaks highly about them, so, uh, a place to where they they do take the creatives into a higher regard, as opposed to I want to say as if it was a, a regular TV station contributing to the conglomerate yeah. or corporation that runs them. And Netflix is in a very unique position is that they don't have to worry about that. It's they answer to their board uh, and their production house, and that's who they answer to. They don't necessarily have to answer these corporations who've been around for since TV began and, and have to play it or, you know, have to be into the into the clutches of, of these corporations who are very out of touch and, and just yeah, don't understand. Yeah, and plus, too, with, like, you know, with Viacom CBS is pushing their streaming service Paramount Plus that's coming out next month. They had to see this from the standpoint that, hey, and no one's watching that. Who knows? And with them trying to put too much, so much money into this Paramount Plus, they had to find some way to save face. And, hey, let's do the right thing. Yeah, they did the right thing. And that's what they did. And that's why, you, like, they should probably, like, congrats, dude. I'm, I'm grateful that you were able to get your rights back. Get rights to the show, get the rights to your name, and get compensated for it. It's big kudos, like I said, big kudos to Netflix because I'm like, there's certain things I don't agree with Netflix in the past, but at least it's one of the positive things I agree with. You know, stand behind somebody. You know, stand behind someone that you work with, you collaborate with. So, also, I also, like I said, go to go to Redemption Song, check it out. It's on, it, I think it's still on his Instagram post. You can go. It's on YouTube. Oh, they put it on YouTube. That's how I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is funny. I think it's called. No, it's just type in Dave Chappelle. Oh, it's, it's on, on his. It's on his thing. Oh, it's on his YouTube. Channel. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously that's one positive thing I saw um, was that because like I said, today's episodes that was the big to me that was the big thing. So this whole weekend was about because as I said, we were talking about that while we were, we were a friend group about the Gia Crown thing. I'm like, you know what, we gotta talk about that, you know, because that's something we discussed. And like, I mean, that's one of his things. And one thing I want to do to touch base, guys, um, One Division. I'm already caught up. Actually, over the weekend, I was able to watch the first six episodes. Um. One thing, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but it's actually not bad when it comes to production-wise. Especially 
the way it's going with these Marvel shows, Marvel Studios going to TV, but I like the fact that the budget looks more like it's like a movie, but they broke it down in chunks. But it's actually not bad as production wise. There's a lot of, I would say there's a lot of Easter eggs on there for like comic book fans, but also people that watch TV and those decades that these like the episodes are parodying, basically. Because it does do a lot of callbacks to like TVs of certain eras, like television shows in a certain era. And of course there's like Easter eggs for like if you read the comics. Because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, because I mean I think this episode this run is supposed to be like nine episodes, so we're like three episodes away. From the finale, because like I said, it's supposed to lead into Doctor Strange 2. Which so far hasn't start production yet, because right now they're still... They're supposed to work on production right now on Spider-Man right now, Spider-Man 3. So, um... Overall, it's not a bad show. The reason why it took me so long to go see it, the watch is because I was going to wait to the whole thing. But of course, everyone kept talking about it on social media. It's like, dang it, you know, I had to go watch it. I think for me it's like a, I, it's good to see other characters like Scarlet Witch and Vision and the Vision you know two characters to me don't get a lot of like big draws such as the, like the main core Avengers so I was surprised when they announced that they were going to show that show first on Disney Plus which to me was a good choice and plus you get to see other characters that were appearing in other films as well getting some time as well and, of course, some hints to, like, the timeline-wise for other shows as well. For other movies as well. So you get the connections to other films as well. Because it's the old Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you get callbacks to other, the other films in, in, in the MCU, so to say. But definitely check out WandaVision. Um, I'll probably, as soon as I finish watching the whole series, I'll probably give a more in-depth review. But I don't want to spoil it for you guys if you are watching it weekly or just going for, like, the whole binge. So, like I said, definitely check it out. I won't give my rating yet until I watch the whole series. But for what's worth, the budget looks like they had a really good, substantial amount of budget to make this show. I can leave it at that, but definitely check it out. One of the visions on Disney Plus. Um, all right, Biko, do you have anything else to add? You saw like in the news today, pop culture news today. Uh, no, not that I know. Of. I haven't seen. Um. No, just because of that, that shit, just another case of classic cancel culture kind of showing its 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 head in, in the Hollywood sphere, how it, it tends to be mainly in there. Um, not only that, but I mean, it, it, it happens on both sides. Uh, I, I guess I like, I'd like to see that Chappelle had won, got his, his show back, and, and that he's making, he's got, he got his due, and financially and morally and it's nice to see a show back on Netflix because I really miss it I mean I think it's just that a lot of people don't understand how cultural, culturally impactful it was when it came out and and how much of a figure he is in the, in the, in the comedy space and how he continues to use this platform as not just a comedian but someone who stands by as things that he created and and what is right he, he does state that in this video that he just wanted them to do what was right and and it just goes to show you that like yeah it was it was a bad contract and i mean viacom Com comedy central and all that they 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 were well within their rights to offer him that deal and they did and he did fill it out and he took it at the time and, and was it right and he had mentioned this even before his in his previous stand-up so like it wasn't 
it wasn't the best deal. He he'll go back and say it. It wasn't, and it truly wasn't. But it doesn't mean it makes it right. And and I'm glad to see that that he was able to to show his just his influence on on and his impact that he was able to carry within his career and how there were people that stood behind him and listened to him not want, not to I mean Netflix took it down took off took off the Chappelle show when it was barely on there for like a weekend and then they took it down after that shit was going down and and it was nice to see all that happening um and this is it's going to go I guess it's it's going to be a very prime example moving forward on like how the cards had to maneuver these themselves like, see, they're, they're, together. It shows like, like, this is the second view of what free speech used in a correct context can lead to. Yeah, yeah. In I mean, a po- yeah. more positive context yeah. of speaking out. That's a, that, that, like I said, that's why today was more like a comparison. What the wrong thing to say when you have free speech and the right thing to say when you have free speech. Just to give you guys, yeah. That, but that, like I said, that's a good example when you feel frustrated that you want to speak out and that's something... Which to me, from a logis- from a standpoint, that was it. It was ma- it made so much sense, but not from a financial standpoint, but at the same time from a morale standpoint. That hey, you did something. You did a show like that. It's your work. It's like an artist when he doesn't work, and you're not getting paid or being like at least compensated for the work that you were credited for. It's the same thing, right? Say if, for example, somebody you did something for somebody, like you did a work or something. And then after a while, we decide to do something else or, you know, you leave. But technically, they still have the rights to that work that you did. Yeah. And they decide they're going to make money off of it. But I've been talking to you. But he said, oh, because that's what we agreed to in the first place. Well, that was contractually obligated. Cause, but that's the thing is where, like, I can't, I can't, I, it, it's, he did sign a bad contract. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why you can't. Uh, I'm glad he was able to get it back and it worked in his favor. It's just that it's hard to it's hard to push that to the side and be like, well, look, at that time it was a deal that nobody, not a lot of people were going to offer him. And, and like I mentioned, it's just that a lot of people are, may not may not include that context of where that show was very big. It was huge. It was the biggest thing Comedy Central probably could have ever had next to South Park. Yeah. And and for him to they were going to. They were trying to buy his soul, essentially. So, like, that's what drove him away. Essentially, that's what drove him away is the fact that they were going to control every bit of him. That created one. That's what the contract was stated. It was basically putting him in. It was putting him in a very rough position. Money wise, not. But. That created one. Creatively, yes. Like, we, we may not even get to see. We may not even have the same Chappelle come back to do stand up. We like he he lost a lot of his he lost a lot of like once he left and and left his so there was a big gap where he wasn't here doing anything, um, and it took him forever to come back in the stand up game and then he he had a, it's like those phoenix type of stories like he had a he had to start all over, he he went back to the space he 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 came up in that made him that made him a household name and that was stand up. And he got he had to keep it coming, and then that's when that's when Netflix came knocking on his door and gave him the specials contract deals. And look at it's still going. Um, he's put out some great work over the years, and even then, and like, look, we don't know if we'll ever get a Chappelle show again. I don't, I highly doubt it, just because the way it is. The right way, now. yeah, I don't think we'll ever have a sketch show 
No, it's I think it's kind of hard stuff. for like sketch shows to come out now. No, it's just it's impossible. Yeah. People are way too sensitive on certain things, and, and it's just impossible. That that came out at the right time, at the right place, and now for him, I think the only the only space that he can practice his his excuse me his creativity and how he talks. The hell, sorry. Uh, the only space that he can actually practice his his way of thinking or how he talks is, is on those stand-up stages. And look, he's he, he doesn't need the money. He's a very successful and wealthy guy. But what are you going to do after that? And and that's what he went back to do stand-up. And and that's it's a good it's a good lesson to show people that you can have all the money in the world, he'll tell you too. Like he he wasn't going to have himself. It was going to just it was going to tear him apart. And then, and and as to see that would be just very sad because he is definitely one of the best to ever do it. He continues to do it, and and I'd be very sad for the day he hangs up his coat. But um, yeah, it, it's just good. It's, it's good to see the. It's good to see the little guy win. You know, even though he's not a little guy, but it's good to see him win. Okay. Um. Today, I do want to put an anime spotlight. Um. Especially this is um, Black in Italian Black History Month. Um, one show actually got I don't know if you heard the anime uh, Cannon Busters. It's on Netflix. Um, Funimation actually got the rights to distribute it. Um, the creator is uh, by LaShawn Thomas, African American. He was actually featured on that Into the Anime documentary on Netflix, which it talks about the different creators and stuff. And he was featured on there as well. How he, you know, he moved to Japan, started his own animation studio, and like he started like a pilot by based on Kickstarter. Well, Funimation announced that they acquired the home video rights to distribute his work in the U.S. Um, you can still watch it on Netflix. Uh, I do want to talk about it so far. This is, what, this is from my anime list. Well, let's talk to the creator. So basically, wow, they ranked it at a 6.47. Wow, I have to check it out. I haven't seen it myself. Um, but 6.47. It's kind of been like, that's like pretty a fucking like, acute kind of rating. <laughs> Well, the way they do it on my anime list is like a fine. They put that as like good or fine. But basically what Cannon Busters is, um, the synopsis, like the show is called Cannon Busters. Um, it's the same in English. It's like the studio's done by Statelight. That's um, his company that um, LaShawn Thomas founded. He only directs it and created it. Um, it's pretty also a collection where you can have a company. Um, it's, uh, the genres are action, sci-fi, adventure, fantasy, mecha. Um, it was released in 2019. Uh, it's available on Netflix. It's 12 episodes. It's an original animation, so basically, it's not based on a manga or anything. It's an original work. Uh, basically, follows the adventures and exploits of Sam, a high-end royal-class friendship droid, who's joined by a quickly discarded maintenance robot and a brash deli fugitive. The unlikely trio embarks on an unforgettable journey in a fantastic and dangerous world in search of Sam's best friend, the heir to a powerful kingdom under siege. And I've seen trailers for it. I mean, I haven't had a chance to see it because there's so much new anime out right now because we're 2021 anime. And I've seen the documentary of Enter the Anime and they talk, he, they talk to LaShawn Thomas on how the whole process he felt with making this character and, you know, how he keep, when came to Japan and stuff because he grew up watching anime just like the rest of us. And they show some clips from the anime. It looks really good. Kind of gives the whole, like, the way the character designs are really cool and kind of gives, like, kind of like almost that Avatar The Last Airbender type of style but 
it looks really good. I have to get a chance to watch it, but definitely you guys want to check on it. It is um, and it says here it is based on a fantasy comic book series by Sean Thomas. So he did a comic first before he did like an animation. So I think he did it on Kickstarter to do like a, like a pilot episode, and in Japan it got picked up, you know, as a show. So that was kind of cool. How you know if you work enough in your dreams that you can get you can get made to a work. So definitely check it out. It's called Cannon Busters. It's on Netflix. Um, it's 12 episodes. You can watch it in Japanese or English. So that'll be my... That's... Well, see, that's to me like an anime spotlight. But there's another anime I do want to mention that I'm currently watching. And that one is called... Moshuku Tensei Isekai Itara Honki Rasu Which is pretty much... Um, Moshuku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. Um, this is done... By uh, right now, it's done by Studio Bind, and it's produced by Egg Firm. Uh, it's licensed by Funimation, so it's currently on Funimation. It's going to run for like 12 episodes. Um, it's based on a light novel. It was like drama, magic, fantasy, and basically, um, the show it's, it's going to run for 11 episodes. Um, basically, it's the whole synopsis of it. it's like despite being bullied, scorned, and oppressed all his life, a 34-year-old shut-in is still found the results to attempt something heroic, only for it to end in a tragic accident. But in a twist of fate, he awakens in another world as Rudius Great Rat, starting his life again as a baby born to two loving parents. Uh, preserving his memories and knowledge from his previous life, uh, Rudius quickly adapts to his new environment. With the mind of a grown adult, he starts to display magical talent that exceeds all expectations. Honing his skills with the help of a mage named Roxy Margoria, Rudius learns swordplay from his father, Paul, and meets Sylphid, a girl his age, who quickly becomes his closest friend. As Rudy's second chance in life begins, he tries to make the most of his new opportunity while conquering his traumatic past. Perhaps one day he may find the one thing he could not find in his own world love. It's, um, this is from my anime list. So I'm going to give me like an 8.9 right now. I haven't ranked it yet because I'm still watching it. But I'm actually liking the show uh, because it kind of, because it's an isekai, what isekai is means another world. That's basically what it is. It's a genre that's been used a lot, you know, with Rene Zero. Sword Out Line, Long Horizon, Overlord. Um, there's so many that genre's been used a lot. But this one's like, oh no, you die, you get reborn in our world type of thing. But it's funny, and the funny with the kid is with Rudy is, it's kind of like, it's funny because watching Japanese, like you got the kid, the voice, but it's kind of like you get the adult version in his head. It's kind of like the Wonder Years almost. Mm-hmm. But but what happens with this guy was he was a shut-in. You know, he got bullied as a kid in high school and stuff to the point he got shut-in he was a meat. And at the point they kicked him out of the house because he didn't work. So he wasn't getting anything. I think his parents died or something. But the premise was his parents died or something, so he always stayed home. He never went out or anything because, of course, all the trauma he got as a kid in high school. Getting picked on, getting bullied. So he never had a chance to find love. So he became a shut-in meat, otaku almost. And to the point where his parents died, and since he wasn't working, they kicked him out. And basically, what happens is he sees like two two students. It's raining, and he thinks that they're about to get hit by a car. He tries to do the right thing, tries to save them. He ends up dying in the process. Then he gets reborn into another world. And one thing about this kid is, he has even though his body's of a child, he has the mind of an adult. But of course, he can get a little pervy sometimes. And it shows in the show, but it's real funny. Um, I'm probably going to go back and watch it when we're done recording, but definitely check it out, guys. It's called Mushuko Tensei Isekai Tara Hoki Desu, or Mushuko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, currently airing on Funimation. Also, check out Cannonballs as well. 
you know, support the creators as well. Um, that's pretty much my anime spotlight for the week. Anything else to add before we wrap up, Nico? Mm. No, I don't know. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's, it was like it was one of those, like I said, it's one of those things where we had to discuss it. I want to give you guys both viewpoints. But the one thing, one thing I want to do, want to leave you guys is make sure to watch what you say. Yeah. If it's think about it. Think of, like you said, you're entitled to your opinion, but think about it. If it goes right in your head, doesn't mean it goes well when you type it in. Just think about that. But anyways, hope you guys take care of yourselves this week. This polar vortex supposedly is going to be winding down this weekend, finally. Basically, the whole country is covered in snow, <laughs> apparently, so... That's uh, debatable. Most of it, I said. I didn't say the whole country. I said most yeah. of this country is covered in snow. But take care of yourselves, guys. Once again, wear a mask. Stay safe. You know, take care of yourselves. Keep warm. Make sure to check out the backlog episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkingpop. You can like us on there. That way you get notified when we're posting like new episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at poptalking where we pretty much post the links to the episodes or any questions or any suggestions you guys have for the podcast when it comes to like topics. We're going to listen to you guys and see if you have anything to talk about. Also check out our sponsor poddex.com as well. They got an app now so that's kind of cool. So if you're like a podcaster they actually have an app now so if you ever get stuck on what to do what your next episode is going to be about just check out the app as well. Um, like I said, you can check out our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash talking bob. We got new shirts out, guys. We got new franchise shirts. Uh, I am working on trying to get our new logo on a shirt soon. I got to work on that because I think they're changing the site soon. I think they're calling it Spring now, but it's still in the works. But you can also check out our merch on there. We actually got face masks as well. Where our logo's on there as well, so definitely check those out. Um, like Once again, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll see you again next Tuesday. As always, geek on and take care. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise of Biko. Just letting you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts, we got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, wherever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care.